one, two, Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We're getting some headbanger going on right here, and I'm kind of digging it. Uh, my man Patrick Davis plays local artists that you can go and check out here in the ATX. Patrick, who we got? This is The Well. They are playing Saturday at the 13th floor, part of Free Week. And you will post all of these bands. All of these are already on. posted up on uh, hornfm.com. There you go. Make sure you go to hornfm.com to find the latest. I want to thank Coach Langerhands, John Langerhands, for coming on today and talking about Coach Gus. If you missed any of that, my man Patrick is going to post that on the podcast page and go to hornfm.com. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rod Babers, but he's out of here. You can cyberstalk him at Rod Babers. When I say out of here, he's in San Antonio working. He's not out of here. He's not out of here. Uh, you can follow him at Rod Babers. You can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And sitting in for Rod Babers is my man Chip Brown. You can follow him at Chip Brown 247 to get the latest. Go, over to, go to Horns 24-7 as they keep you up to date on all the goings-on at the 40 Acres. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Please hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Chip, yesterday the news came down probably right before lunch, depending on what time you go to lunch. And uh, Chris Beard has been relieved of his duties at the University of Texas. Chris Del Conte and the Tower uh, sit down a statement. And now the biggest question, Texas basketball is going to go on the road to play at Oklahoma State. There's a, There was a cloud kind of hovering over the university at the time because we still didn't know what was going to happen. Well, now we know he's no longer going to be back as the Texas basketball coach. Rodney Terry will have this job moving forward until the end of the season. And then everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen next for this Texas basketball team. What are your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you, you look at this team. They've been a top 10 team all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were number three at one point. And and people are still going to look at the team and expect a great season. Absolutely. And because these players have, you know, they beat Gonzaga decisively. They, they you know, beat Creighton, beat Il- or lost Illinois. But, um, you know. The game they should have won, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now you've got. You got Rodney Terry having to step completely out of his comfort zone because clearly the area where this team is lacking is its defensive intensity. Correct. You know, when when Beard left, they were giving up fifty seven point one points per game and holding teams to thirty seven percent shooting. Now they're giving up, you know, over eighty six points per game and teams are almost shooting fifty percent these last six games. A lot of that came Tuesday night mm-hmm. from K-State, yep. which just couldn't miss. And sometimes you run into a team like that. That's um, what I chalked that game up to. Now, the others, that's something different. But that game, I just chalked it up to those guys were just they, – they weren't missing. Well, in the win at OU, I thought was really impressive because OU was hot. Mm-hmm. And there it was in Norman. And, you know, that building's going to be amped to play a top-10 Texas. Yep. And – Man, Jabari Rice, holy bleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy has that crazy up fake that everybody bites on. The He's, slowest pump fake oh my on God. earth. <laughs> and he gets... Uh, it's deliberate, heart. Deliberate. Oh, my bad, my bad. Deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, He's, there he's got like this awesome <laughs> old man, Yeah, you know, 
pace to his game, but yep. but yet, you know, he gets gross in the air, you know, leans into him, gets the the foul on the three point shot, two oh seven left. When OU was kinda getting ready to yeah. pull away and makes all three free throws and then he's getting rebounds and that was a Took really over. leadership. That a, yeah. That was leadership game for him. Leadership. Yep. I mean and I love that guy because he he can miss every shot, but by God, in the final four minutes of a game, he's going to yeah he's going to make shots, he's going to make plays to get you back in the game, and and so I thought that was a a good sort of check in mm-hmm. with this team to to be able to you know not flinch because we saw this team kind of lose some games late mm-hmm. last year. At the four minute mark, and it's pretty much the same team, except you know with Tyrese Hunter. And Tyrese Hunter it was great to see him get his shot back. Thank goodness, because the five games prior to the K State game, he was shooting less than thirty mm-hmm. percent from the field and nineteen percent from three. I mean, it was awful, but he he got it back against K State. So now, now they know Beard's not coming back. Yep. Now they know Rodney Terry is their head coach. Rodney Terry should have been having a boot camp this week about their defense and how it's got to change and guys got to buy in. Rodney's going to have to get tough with these guys. And he might have been the good cop on Beard's staff before this. And now someone's going to have to be the bad cop because this team's used to the fire breathing to get them to play the kind of defense that they have to play. And all the great teams, Bill Self... The teams that play great defense, their defense, their coach is a yeah. high, red hot intensity yep. guy. So that's what I'm watching now because some new realities set in. Right today, right. You know, Rodney Terry and this coaching staff. You are late yesterday at noon. Yeah, you know, or maybe that morning. Maybe Rodney knew, and all the staff knew what was going to happen, and then it came out. But yes, to your point, this is a this is the new Texas basketball team. This is who the Horns are. Right now. When every site puts out a hot board of coaches that Texas could hire to replace Beard, it the reality sets in that if we don't do something special in March, right. we're out of a job in three months. Yeah, and I think that's been a thing with the assistant coaches is I don't know if there's necessarily been the proper delegation of everyone has the right responsibilities. Right. And now you can sit there and go, hey, man, we're in the same boat together. It, none of us Bunker are keeping a job. Right? So this everybody needs to focus on what you are doing and not be worried about, hey, man, I'm going to do this, and I'll, I'll kind of edge this guy out. Because it don't matter. Because if we lose, all of us are putting on the resume a losing season that we had all stepped up and needed to do something. I think there can lead to more now of, hey, man, this is the way it is. We need you to focus on making sure that our defense is put in this position. You need to be watching these kind of guys. Hey, you need to be making sure our guard plays right. You need to be making sure our bigs are playing here. You can have that little bit more of delegation. That was there at the beginning of the season, but then you take off a whole big chunk, yep. a $5 million chunk of coaching, yep. and you got to fill that in. And I think Ogden is going to be a guy. I talked yesterday about you know maybe you bring in another assistant coach. I think that's going to be more Ogden where you just don't bring anybody new, but you go, hey, Ogden, I know you're doing this other stuff. You're going to have to step in in the coaching more and step yep. in on the bench because we've seen him on the bench more in the last few games. And maybe he'll step in and fill a little bit of those shoes of, hey, man, you need to watch some of the big guys and make sure they're playing their roles defensively. And maybe you can get on a Desu and a Dylan Mitchell and a Christian Bishop if they're lacking that defensive intensity. Maybe you can help get on those guys. Right. Yeah, and you got guys who've been head coaches. Yep. 
You got three of them. Bob Donawal. Yep. I mean, Ogden, you know, Rodney Terry and Ogden left head coaching jobs correct. because of their belief in Chris Beard. Yes. Correct. And, you know, they're now going, are you kidding me? Yep. But Steve McLean, who's a special assistant mm-hmm. to the head coach, former head coach. Yep. Bob Donawal, former head coach. And I think Rodney Terry's the kind of guy who will pull the coaches in and say, okay, let's, okay, it's a new world. Yep. He's not coming back. How are we going to divide this up to get this this team to understand the principles of this defense and prowess we need? How much they're going to have to give right. on the defensive end to, to help us get where we want to go? Because you can't outscore people. Right. You're not Loyola Marymount circa 88. 88, 80, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're going to have to. You're gonna have to grind, and yeah, your your defensive efficiency can go down a little bit, but it cannot go down to what it was on K State. So if you're going to go, hey man, we're gonna allow them seventy a game, we're gonna score eighty. That's somewhat more achievable. Yeah, but and go, hey, we're not gonna try and hold people to fifty five. That's a little bit more achievable, but you can't be like, hey, we're gonna allow a hundred because if you allow a hundred in a game, you're pretty much gonna lose all. And you might have to play some zone. Yes, Right. right. You're gonna have to change up defensive schemes. That's just it is what it is. But I don't. But I agree to a certain extent. Yes, switch it up every once in a while. But the principles are still the same. Yeah. And the and the guys know what we're asked of him. I think it's like I, I loved your analogy of mom and dad are out of town. I don't have those same responsibilities anymore. Well, mom and dad aren't coming back. This is a different situation. Dad, daddy's no longer at home. We need to make sure that we are handling our business because you know what happens when daddy leaves. You become the man of the house as a youngster. I've I've had to become the man of the house as a young a at a young age. So now all of these guys that have aspirations in their original thought process when they came to the University of Texas was I think we have enough talent here to get us to the national championship game or a final four or whatever we may do deep into the NCAA tournament. Those things are still there. Yes, I understand. I see the Specs text line. People don't believe in Rodney. It doesn't matter if you believe in him or not. It believe, it's what those guys in that locker room believe in, especially to the point of we got to pull everybody in and we're going to delegate responsibilities. You got the defense. I've got the offense. You've got the two-minute offense. You've got you, just different things that we're going to have to pay attention and, to. And what Chip's talked about, you need to have them in that meeting and go, hey, man, I need you to have my back. Yep. As as a team that when I lay into this guy, I need you right behind me to pick him up. Yep. Because I can't let him get down. I'm going to have to lay into him some, but I need you right behind me to pick him up and go, hey, man, you did good on this, this, and this. You see, I fixed this one thing. But here's the So other- if you can have that, that yep. relationship, that helps a lot. But here's the other question that I have for both of you. Uh, Chip, you can go first on this one. How do you, if you were the good cop, it's like you and I, parents. We're, we're, we've been parents, and we got to play good cop, bad cop, and we got to do all this other stuff. But if dad is the one that's always on you, on you, on you, and now all of a sudden mom is on you, on you, on you, mom, you ain't never yelling at me. I don't know. You know, you've not been that person. How do you, how does a player in that locker room have to look at one of those coaches who has been the buddy, buddy, like you said? has been the uh, Rodney Terry at the very beginning where it's like, I'm going to get on you, but coach is going to go off, but this is what he's trying to say. How are you going to handle that situation? Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to bring him in and make it collaborative. Yep. You know, Rodney's got to bring all the coaches that he's going to be relying on, and as you pointed out, maybe giving guys new roles yep. of, of what – you know, aspect of the game they're going to handle, who has the best relationship with that player, blah, yep, blah, blah. Yep, yep. 
but then you gotta you gotta talk to these veterans. You got three fifth year guys who came back to win. Right. Brock, Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen. And then you bring in a guy like Serge Jabari Rice who and, who's been playing well. Exactly. Got, Tyrese, Tyrese Hunter, Hunter a young who guy. took a team no one thought could get to the Sweet Sixteen right, last right. year and did it as right. a fresh true freshman. Yep. So it's got to be collaborative. It can't be coming from the mountaintop down. It's got to be collaborative, and it's got to be like, hey, guys, we none of us asked for this. Right. But we're a damn good team, and we can do something. Right. But it's going to take every single one of you. It, it can't be, hey, the subs, you know, substitute teacher's here. Right. Let's act a fool. Let's, let's go just let's do just what shoot. we want to do. Let's yeah, just let's shoot, man. Let's it up. Let's run. Let's run and shoot. We're, we're you know, yeah. they'll miss. No. Yeah. No. you got to. I mean, you pull out the numbers, you show them the first, you know, eight games and how your points off turnovers and turnover yes, scores yes, made all the difference. Yes. And you're holding them to 37% shooting. You're you're grinding teams into the ground. By the time they get to the six, four minute mark, they're just like, man, I'm exhausted yeah. with this. They're not thinking everything they put up is going to go through the hoop like K-State did the other night. Now. That was just one of those nights. Yeah, that was yeah. like that was like Villanova in the second half, you know, in, in the, the national, national championship, championship against yeah. Georgetown. That, that was it. man. That was when I was telling. I was like, you can't even say the ball bounced the right way because it didn't touch rim. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. how well. And twenty percent three point shooters are just shooting a hundred percent. It's crazy. Yeah, their six ten guys were draining threes. Right. You know, you're like, whoa, man. And, they were, and, and not only were they draining them, they were shooting them so oh, high up. I was like, look at the arc on that shot. And then, like you said, it was just hitting the bottom of the net. And I'm like, wow. Wow, and that's one of the things, too, when you start looking at it, and I'm glad you brought that up about the defensive side of the ball and watching it. As a guy that tries to watch everything that's happening on the floor and not just look at the ball, the one thing that I was really disappointed in is that every player that was cutting had an opportunity to go to where they wanted to go. They weren't getting bumped. They weren't getting knocked off their, you know, like in football, they weren't getting knocked off their routes. They were Yeah, you got to make sure that when – he gives the ball up. He can't get to another spot. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, who is going to be the leaders to step in? We just talked about that. But, again, I always got to figure out what's next for my man Dylan DeSue because he, I know he's dealing with the injury with the knee and he was out for a few games. And I just need more of him because let's not forget, he led the SEC in rebounding. Yeah, And that's the Dylan DeSue that everybody's waiting on. He's just not as – He's just not as athletic, you know. He, he's he's not as uh, flexible. Yeah, that, yeah. As, I see what you're saying. And 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 he's not big enough to, you know, to be yeah. a guy you can count on for rim protection. He's a little stiff, and, and but you got to stay with him, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And you know, keep investing in him, keep building him, and building him up. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's got to he's got to keep coming, right? And especially with Christian Bishop now with this, you know, back contusion, we'll see what that looks like tomorrow. I'm sure they were working and working and at working 11. all week. But Dylan Mitchell is a young guy yep. who's never had to play defense right. in his life, yeah. and now you got he needs to be the man, and that's the biggest challenge for this coaching staff: getting Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris. To yeah. understand the commitment to defense that has to happen for this team, you know those guys were going to be 
I mean, Dylan Mitchell was going to be a, a big-time contributor. Yeah. Arterio, a little bit more of a rotational guy because you've got Marcus Carr and you've got Tyrese Hunter and Sir Jabari Rice. Arterio Morris has to be the guy next year. Right. Those guys are gone. Yep. You know, Tyrese Hunter's back, maybe, if he's not in the NBA. But, um, <laughs> you know, so that's the hard part. You know, that's yep. the hard part. Coaches are going to have to change roles, get out of their comfort zone. Players are going to have to put their arms around the coaches and everybody else in that locker room and say, it's us. That's it. Right. And we can't be, you know, going against the coaches. We can't be, we all got to be pulling in the exact same direction um, if we're going to make this thing work or we're going to live up to our expectations that we had for ourselves at the beginning right. of this year. Right. This is a top 10 team. Yes. This is. It's a really good team. And, I mean, I think there is something that we'll see. I'll be interested to see with Dylan Mitchell of in the Illinois game that he was not playing down the stretch when no one was really playing well. It was like, man, I really would have loved to see him get quality minutes there. Yep. I'm curious how when he's going to start getting some more of those quality minutes because if you look at the talent around this team, you're like, just talent-wise, this guy's in our top five most talented players. No question. And yep. he needs to be a part of it if you want to make that run in March. He needs to be ready to play in March. So it would be curious if they kind of give him a little bit more of an edge, whereas under Chris Beard, it's like, man, look, if you make it, if you mess up defensively, you're off the field. You're right. off the court. You're off the court. It's and he up. messes up defensively a lot. But yeah. it's, I, don't, I don't know if it's because, you know, he hasn't been through the fire yet, and every young guy doesn't understand the, how, what that commitment to defense is for a co- you know, playing for a coach like Beard or Barnes right. or Bill Self. And, and that's the – you know that's the message that has to get through to him because they absolutely have to have him. He's he's fine on offense. He's a putback guy. He's a garbage collector, but defensively, man, he's got to body some of these guys up and he's got to push guys off the block. Like Harge was saying, he's yep. got to make them uncomfortable physically, and he's not there yet. And it's again, here we are asking guys to <laughs> right. Have to grow up in an instant yeah. because no, the and coach I mean, just got fired. And, and there's a big part of defensive confidence. Of everything happens so fast, you have to make split second decisions. And if you think, you're usually behind the eight ball, and the guy's past you. And for so some of these guys you're seeing this year, like a Marcus Carr or a Timmy Allen or a Christian Bishop, looking better in that defense this year early on because they're like, oh, I get it a little bit, and I had a whole off season to really fully focus on it. So I know when he's saying do this, I, I can do it immediately. And when a guy makes a cut, I can do it. You're just going to have to get those guys kind of fast-tracked in the confidence of, hey, man, trust what you're doing. Dylan Mitchell, we can see that you have the ability to block shots. We can see you have the ability to rim protect. You just need to trust yourself in those things. And if you get fouls and fouls, that's fine. But we can't win with you not playing at the highest level. Yep. So if, if you're going to foul and that's going to be – that's fine. We have to die on that sword because we don't have the ability to be a super talented number one overall. We're the team that's going to the Final Four team. So we have to live and die by the sword a little bit. So you got to go out there and trust yourself, because if you play great, we can make a run. If you don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing I'm watching tomorrow is like the thing about Beard's teams—they never leave their feet on up fakes. Nope. They've been doing it a and lot. They are <laughs> yeah. up in the air well, now, unless, unless it's Jabari Rice. Right. Jabari Rice. Jabari Rice. Jabari Rice can make everyone up fake. They'll make everyone jump. Yeah. yeah. But I mean defensively. <laughs> yeah. You know, K State was up faking, and Texas was getting in the air, and and K State was blowing by him for layups. And that yeah. there's just some fundamental technique things that are slipping that they got to get back to to being you know monsters on defense, and that's the challenge. 
It's a huge challenge. And that's this Oklahoma what, State team almost beat Kansas. Well, I was just about to Lawrence. say. Yeah, this Oklahoma State team, which has Terrence Wrencher as an assistant coach and David Kaysan as an assistant coach on that staff, that will look, you know, they want to beat the University of Texas. They want to be out there and have that on their resume. Um, it's going to be an interesting, you know, thing that we're going to be following for the rest of the year. Um, it's a story that's not going to go away. Uh, I'm interested in trying to to figure out, okay, you're looking, you're going on the road, because Patrick and I had talked about this before. Last week was their first true right. non-neutral road the game where they, had to, where they had to actually play in right. front of another team's home base. Now they're having it again, and it just happens to be really really one of those groups out there so it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch and, and like see i what said happens. they they answered yeah. in norman yeah they answered yeah. that that was a game that could have gotten away hey man when's the last time you remember this team especially on the road hitting all their free throws down the stretch to make it a four point game so they can hit a three pointer at the end and it doesn't matter it was awesome like yeah. when's the last time you remember this texas team being able to yeah. do that right yeah. it's been years every oh. time it's hey man Oh, crap. And we need that Matt Coleman shot at half court to beat a team. We always needed that. It was yeah. great. To just, the, hey, we just hit free throws. The crazy thing is, and Jabari Rice was amazing with all of his free throws. He had seven. He was 7-7 seven seven in the final, 207. But Timmy Allen gets a look in his eye, and you see it early in a game if he's going to be aggressive. Yeah. Yep, and, yep, yep. like, and, man, you can see it in his eye when he's not. Yep. And they need him to have that look, of that eye of the tiger, all the time. Yeah. Because he needs to be a 15-8 and eight guy every night and throw three or four assists in there. I mean, he's that high of an IQ player. Yeah. You know, he's not the most physical guy, but he's a smart player. And they need him to, man, they need him to have that look in his eye uh, every game the rest of the season if they're going to get where they want to go. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch and it's gonna be an interesting rest of the year. But it starts tomorrow, eleven a.m. in Stillwater, and I guarantee you, those fans have been uh, making their signs when Texas is coming into town. When we come back, we're gonna have Rod's rant of the day, and Chip and I are gonna talk a little bit about this Texas. I mean, excuse me, TCU Georgia national championship, and we're gonna. You know, talk about our trip to the national championship in Atlanta a few years ago. All that and more when we continue right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Five one two Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play local artists. My man Patrick Davis plays local artists, and he tries to get them, uh, let you know where they're going to be playing across the city. My man Chip Brown and loves live music as well. So, Patrick, where are these guys going to be playing at? This is Annabelle Chairlegs, and they are playing Saturday at Hotel Vegas as part of Free Week. What a great name. I like that. Annabelle Chairlegs. Hey, that's how that stuff be, that gets down right there. I love it. I love it. Uh, my man Chip Brown has been sitting in with us. Uh, while my man Rob Babers is doing his thing at the All-American game that will be taking place tomorrow on NBC. Uh, he's down there coaching up the DBs and and being around these young future athletes that may be coming to the 40 Acres. I hope he's talking to a couple Teaching of them. the young fellas. Yeah. No one catches the ball on my side of the field, not even me. Hey, but like my man Zay said, I saw Rob Babers get an interception against Oklahoma oh, and take it to the house. Baby. 
That means his hands was working that day. That day. That's my man right there, Rob Babers. My man Chip Brown is sitting in with him. And Chip, um, you obviously have covered TCU for a number of years, going back to when Gary Patterson was there and the changes that have been going on. Well, you and I went to the Georgia-Alabama National Championship game in Atlanta where a young Tua Tagovailoa threw a touchdown to a young Devontae Smith, basically landed in our laps, and they won the championship. And you were very frustrated with the way that Kirby, not so smart, was calling the plays because you thought Nick Chubb should have got the or Sony Michelle should have got the ball a lot more than Nick Chubb. NFL Nick Chubb is a lot better. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it flipped the script real quick, and maybe that's why Kirby kept giving it to his man, uh, Nick. But Chubb. Sony was averaging like six point seven a carry. Yeah, it was a, he was having a good night that night. I, I did have to agree with you on that. But looking at this game right here, Georgia versus TCU, a lot of people obviously didn't think TCU was going to be a team that can make it to this point. But now, here we are. We're in that position right now. What are your thoughts on this game as we look for it on Monday night? Yeah, I thought I thought TCU was going to go 6-6. Six and six. Okay? Mm-hmm. But, I the, think most but the funny thing is, this. Gary Patterson told me before the year, watch out for TCU. Now, you know, Gary Patterson deserves a ton of credit for this roster and the culture that Sonny Dykes inherited. Right. I mean, D winners, all these guys who are making these plays, mm-hmm. Quentin Johnston, they went there when Gary Patterson was the head coach. Where Gary got a little bit off track or... Uh, a lot off track was his lack of consistency at the offensive coordinator position. And when he brought in Jerry kill to kind of oversee everything mm-hmm. and Jerry kills an offensive guy and it got cluttered. The offensive side of the ball got cluttered and, and I'll give Sonny Dykes credit. He brings in Garrett Riley. I went to SMU. I've watched these guys work. Garrett Riley is really good. And I, I've had some high school coaches, Say, oh come on! I'm like, no, no, he's really good. He he has the right feel, and he's he's patient with mm-hmm. the running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it earlier, Harge. TCU couldn't do anything against Texas, but they stuck with the running game long enough for that Kendra Miller pop pop yep. that changed the game to happen. And and Sonny Dykes came in and turned. Garrett Riley loose on that offense, and look, that defense has a lot of veteran players. Now, they added some gold in the portal. Right, Johnny Rogers from Navy, uh, Mark Perry from Colorado, Josh uh, Newton from Louisiana Monroe. Yep. I remember talking to Terry Bowden before the season. He's like, well, our all-conference quarterback got <laughs> snatched by TCU, and that dude's been a monster. Yes, he has. And so they added just the right amount of gold from the portal, and Joe Gillespie has been out. I mean, I get it. They gave up 500-plus to Michigan, and if they don't have the pick sixes, they probably, probably don't win that yeah, game because they should have they left the touchdown on the board You know, for the kid who caught the, yep. the deep ball. He didn't have – yeah, his knee was on the ground when he first made contact with the ball, but he didn't have possession Correct. until he was in the end zone. Right. So – I get how close that was. It could have gone the other way. But, man, TCU, they just believe, man. They believe. Now, Georgia. I was going to say, do you think TCU, before you go to Georgia, do you think TCU seems to be a team of destiny? Well, 
I mean, they believe. So right. I guess if you want to call it destiny, they they play together, man. They are so together. Yep. And I mean, think I'll back just, to Tomlinson them. is a tough oh. defensive back too. Yeah, they got Thorpe Award winner. They got dudes, yeah. man. Yeah. But I look at TCU. I mean, Georgia. I I think TCU will cover. Okay. But man, Stetson Bennett. Look at these two quarterbacks. Both of them were afterthoughts. Stetson right. Bennett's story's worse or more, you know, uplifting than Duggan. Well, Duggan, Duggan had a heart problem, man. Well, that's okay, all. Okay, but, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, don't take but my man. Once Duggan. he got cleared, and once yeah. he came back, yeah, yeah. he did not beat out you Chandler, know, Morris. Chandler Morris yeah. for the job. He's QB two. He goes from QB two to number two in the Heisman race. Right. Stetson Bennett turned down offers from other, you know, D one schools to walk on at Georgia. Ends up having to go JUCO, comes back to Georgia, knowing that they got four and five stars ahead of them, and says, I'm in. And then leads them to their first national championship in 40 years. Yeah. And he does it again. Anyone who thought he was a one-hit wonder or got hot at the right time, Stetson Bennett is, he's just that guy that's going to keep grinding. Right. And I can't wait for this game because both teams could have lost. Very true. Both teams could have lost last week. Very true. But they jumped out. TCU jumped out 14 nothing. Yes, they and did. They, they kind of had control of that game early. Georgia was having Georgia. to crawl out of the yeah, hole. Exactly. But, but they did it. Right. And Stetson Bennett, man, you can't count that guy. I can't wait for this game. Yeah. Can't wait for this game. I'm excited about it, too. I took the over already when it first came out just because both of these defensive, they've been giving up a lot of points. Both quarterbacks, they show a lot of, you know, moxie and grit. They got some big to play uh, players that can take it to the house at any time. I like what you said about Stetson Bennett um, being able to go out there and do some of the things that he's done this year and continue to do them again. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought there was no way in hell he should have went to the Heisman Trophy presentation when you look at a lot of the numbers that were out there, but. When you watch his performances on the field and what that what he means to that team, even though they've got all these stars and five stars and especially on the and defensive side, on the defensive side, but then all the guys that they lost last year to go right. to the NFL, right. and then they they're right back into this situation as an undefeated team. Would this be one of the greatest, not necessarily teams, but greatest runs in history of football with them going because they're undefeated. Yeah, I mean it's it's an impressive run, right? And the talent is off the charts. Because think about how many how many of those guys actually got awards this year from Georgia. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of interesting, right? Right. The thing that I always find so fascinating about these situations, it's like when Texas played USC in '05. Right. You get told enough times that you're an afterthought that you don't deserve to be there, or you're the fluke, or you're this or that. And again, that TCU team had a good, strong culture from Gary Patterson that Sonny Dykes walked into and added to. Yep. Those dudes are salty enough and fast enough. Yeah, that's the other thing. People don't understand how fast they D are. D. Winters was a high school running back, yep. and that dude is un. I mean, he's so fun to watch. Right. And he he balled out last week yes, against Michigan. Yes, he and, did. And I have a feeling he'll do it again this week. So I'm 
you know, I can't wait to see Garrett Riley yeah. going up against Kirby and that Georgia defense. Kirby's still trying to figure out how they won the game. Like yeah. when he did his post-game interview, he was still trying to figure out, I'm just trying to figure out how, how, how we won. I'm just trying to figure yeah. out how we won. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be a fascinating Monday night game, and, and it is it I'm is not something. counting TCU out. I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not either because every time we do, we end up with an egg on our face, just like everybody that hits us up on the Specs text line since they've been winning the entire year. They're, they're a fraud. They're a fraud. They're going to get rolled. I'm like, wow, how long does it take you to understand that if you're a fraud, you can't get to this point? And to your point, Gary Patterson laid the foundation there. It just got stale, I guess you would say. Probably got comfortable, like most coaches when they've had success in a small. Didn't have the offensive right side of the ball figured out. Yeah, it it drifted. Yep, off the charts. You know, Sonny Sonny Cumbie was there, and it was rolling along. And then he brought in Jerry Kill, and stuff started getting yeah, cloudy. Shaky. Yeah, got and shaky. And then Sonny right wanted out of there. Right. Sonny's right. like, "Hey, I'll go to Tech." Yeah. Now he's now he's out of there. Well, Chip, man, I thank you for for taking the time to come in today. I know you're a busy man, and I appreciate the time. And when I look at this game tonight, I'm going to be thinking about you and and trying to figure out if they're going to run the ball enough to win the game like uh, Georgia didn't do against Alabama in that championship game that we went to. Kirby, not so smart. (laughs) He was a genius last year. He was, and he's got another opportunity to show that he's a genius again. That's my man Chip Brown. Uh, I appreciate you, everybody. I appreciate you coming in, man, and enjoying the time. When we come back, we're going to have another off the record. This one's going to be a story about Peyton Hillis. Think about that. My man is saving lives, and now he's in critical condition. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. B&E. I'm free. Five one two Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. My man Patrick Davis is bringing you music of local artists that you can hear right here in the ATX. Patrick, who is this and where can we check them out? This is the Genders, and they are playing Saturday at Kick Butt Coffee. Kick Butt Coffee. Kit Butt. Is that there? Is there only one of those? Because I think I've seen. I think there's multiple, but this one I believe is the one downtown. It's gotta be yeah, it's around there, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, special shout out to my man Chip Brown. Thanks for coming in and, and kicking it with Patrick and I and breaking down, giving us some insight on the Chris Beard situation and what's next for the University of Texas basketball team as they make the trip uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m. tip off in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. But I want to bring you this story that uh, is kind of under the radar because of what we've been dealing with with uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, we got great news. He's got the breathing tube out, was able to talk to his teammates and give them FaceTime with his teammates, talk to the people in the hospital. He seems to be in good spirits. We've all talked about his, his neurological situation where everything seems to be intact and seems to be in a good place. But there was a story that came out just the other day that retired NFL star Peyton Hillis is in critical condition after he had to be rescued and airlifted because he's had uh, suffered some kidney and lung damage after he had to save his children from drowning at a Florida beach. Uh, the incident happened at Pensacola Beach, and 
it was a very, very unfortunate situation. His son, Ori, and his younger daughter are safe, and, but, and neither one of them needed to be hospitalized. But he went out there and jumped in there. He's in intensive care because he had to go out and uh, save his kids from possibly drowning. He's a former Arkansas running back. He also played in the NFL with the Denver Broncos. He played for the Arkansas Razorbacks, but he also played for the Denver Broncos. He was on the cover of Madden back in the day. It was a big part of the success at, uh, at Arkansas. But it's one of those fight-or-flight situations in your mind, and this yeah. is something that you, you, uh, me, you, and Rod have talked about. Where does your mind go? How do you think? And are you able to handle the situation? And that was one of those when your kids are in trouble, you obviously have to go out there and make a move to go and save them. But now he's in critical condition. So I know that we've all been praying for DeMar Hamlin. I would encourage you to pray for Peyton Hillis as well. Yeah, and I mean, this is a different one that he seems to be like, so he got through a bad part of it, but Mm -hmm. now it's that his organs just took on too much stress and and too much, I guess, salt water and everything else in the process that he's, you know, this could be long-term effects if he's able to make it through and they just got to make sure his organs are working right, which it's hard to do, right? Yep. Uh, But you, you hear these stories, they're too often. Uh, people having to go in and nope. because I mean, if you go to the beach on the wrong time and you're not paying attention and you just go a couple steps too far out and that undertow takes you, yeah. Like I'm a big guy and I'm you know strong enough that I'm able to. I've been times where you hit it and you're just like, oh, oh okay, get back a little yeah. bit or you go out and you think you can go a little bit further and you're like, okay, man, hey man, oh that took a lot of stress to get right. Like and I I can watch it and so with kids, if you go to the beach, man, make sure you keep an eye on them and you know it's just don't get too far in. Yeah, without having a parent beside you, if you want to go out with them, then you can test the undertow. Yeah, but man, it, it's scary out there. I know we lost uh, Shad Gaspard, the wrestler, yep. uh, several years back. Same thing, going out and he saved his kid, but he didn't get out uh, in time, and so it, it's it's terrifying. But uh, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to make a recovery as well. Yeah, his uh, uncle, his uncle had reported. He said, "I just wanted to let everyone know." on the Razorback Nation that Peyton is doing better. He's still in intensive care and he's having some problems with his kidneys and his lungs, but the doctors say that he is improving. I just wanted to head any of the rumors off that may be started. I'm sure sure he would want everyone to know he appreciates all the prayers and being thrown on his way. So that is something that may have slipped under the radar because of the, the news about DeMar Hamlin, but Peyton Hillis is uh, in a intensive care right now, fighting for his life, saving his kids, and I know that I I would I don't ever want to be put in that position, but I would do the same thing. I would have to jump in there and and try to go and save my kids and any other kids that happen to be in that situation. So prayers up for him, and and we'll continue to keep fighting for him. Hey man, we know he can fight against the odds. Because that man, as a white running back, made it onto the cover of Madden. Of of Madden. On Madden. Like, that yes. is a elite lineup of people, and then Peyton Hillis is on it. So props to him. He has defied the odds <laughs> in the past. <laughs> so prayers for him, and congratulations for being on the cover of Madden. White so. running back. There's like eight of them in the league at a time. 
And, Just like uh, the white DB. Yeah. Well, they're, they're coming back. They're, they're making a comeback. Back. <laughs> and McCaffrey's another one. He may be on the cover of hey, Madden one he day. He may get on there. He, he may he get gotta on play. there. He's got the Madden curse pre-Madden curse. No doubt. Because he's been hurt plenty of times. That's why he's going to be able to make it happen. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of these playoff scenarios. And I want to bring up this story. We were just talking about the national championship game, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Ticket prices are going out of control. Patrick, you were upset yesterday about the Spurs playing in the Alamo Dome and those ticket prices. Just try to figure out if you can go to the national championship game. All this and more when we come back on Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn.